0: Good evening, Rav Rebbe, and let us finish off here, the 11th Cheshbon. And we are now, as they say, in the 11th hour. We are Erev Yehma Kippurim. Tomorrow evening is Kol Nidre. And uh, let's see what we can see, learn, something that's in Yen something tied to the to the day that we are in right now, from this 11th Cheshbon here of the above So the 11th Cheshbon was that a person really should take simply an accounting. An accounting that he has to use his days, use his time, use his resources properly for the sake of heaven. Whatever he needs for himself to be able to get to that point of using everything else properly for heaven, he is allowed to and required to do so. And he says a person should make a cheshbon, whether it's monthly, best to be daily, and even if a person has neglected this activity of going through a self-accounting, self-awareness process, but just because you miss a day doesn't mean you should just leave it go. Says the Chavis now in the last small paragraph for number 11, it has already has been said, Ki hayomim our days are like books. The person's days are books. You know, at this time of year, the Yom and Eirayim, we remind ourselves of the famous Gemara in Rosh Hashanah. Tezayinah Bebez. Amrab Kraspadoi, Amrab Yechenan. Shloyshe Tzvarem Niftechu Berosh Hashanah. There are three books that are open on Rosh Hashanah. Sifri Chaim, Sifrei Mesim, And the Sifre Bainanim, the ones who will be written into life, the one who will be written into not to be living, not to live out the year, and then the Sifre Bainanim. It's the whole question, why is it opened if if it doesn't really have to be judged until Yom purim? what are you opening it for at all? But this idea of books being opened, I mean, it's interesting the Gemara should tell us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't need books. Right? He knows everything, sees everything, doesn't forget anything. Ain't Sheikh nechi we say There's no forgetfulness. Hashem doesn't forget anything. But it's to conjure up an image in our own minds. To understand, it's as if there was like a big ledger opened up and things are inserted. And really, that is a person's life person starts his life on page one of his book. We don't know how many pages are going to be in the book. But every day we are really writing in things into our book. We have a statement vahapinkas pasuach. It's a mishnah. Vahapinkas pasuach. The ledger is open. The Gemara tells us, well, who's going to testify in me? He says, your own handwriting. Yad kol adam By Every person signs his own pages. Every person has a book, and this is the book of his life. And that's what Kavis is saying here. Our days are the pages of this book. And imagine if we would have to, we would be obligated every night to write in, okay, today I dive in well, I put on tefillin with, with kavana, I said all my brachis audibly. I was nice to the people I interacted with. I didn't tell my wife that I didn't enjoy supper. So on and so forth. Could you imagine if you would have to do that every night and write in? We don't have to do that. But it's written for us. It's all written. The days are our book. Every day is a page in our book. Kisvu he says to us, write into that them, mashit takpetsu, write into your book whatever you want to be remembered for. You know, there was once a rabbi who had one of his balabatim broke into his office and he found that the the rabbi had in his bookcase, he had little loose leaves and he sees, hey, look at that. It has my name on this loose leaf. Pulls it out and the rabbi had written a eulogy for him. <laughs> Takes out his friends. That's my friends. And the rabbi has a eulogy for his friend. So he says, what's with this rabbi? He, he's writing, he's killing us already. He's writing a eulogy. So, I mean, he didn't, of course, tell the rabbi how he found this out, but he confronted the rabbi. But a wise man told him, he says, this is the best thing that ever happened to you this is where you could see how your rabbi who gets paid to say a good eulogy this is the best things he's found about you if you want it to be better be a better person this is your book every person has his own book Says the of a you could write into your book whatever you want however you want to be remembered however you want your hesbid to be said you know brings this story down Rabbi Yashiv Rabbi Yashiv brings this story with the rabbi and he says, the rabbi's doing the best favor for his congregants. This way they see honestly, you know what? This is how other people view me. Sometimes it's good. It may be a hard pill to swallow, but sometimes it's good to hear how other people view us because sometimes our image of ourselves is a little bit distorted. We give ourselves too much credit sometimes. And when someone else is viewing it and sees an objective view, wow, from that person's vantage point, he doesn't think I'm such a generous person like I think, you know? So it's it's a good exercise. It says of us, we should do that. We should think about it. we should think about it." The and it says for those people who don't think, "I'll tell you, kefered ain hoven. David Melech did not mince words. David Melech said to the people who don't contemplate, who don't have a self-awareness, who don't have a self-accounting, he said, "Don't be like a horse, like a mule." who has no understanding wow that's a pretty harsh statement There There are people who are two-legged, walking around and they are compared to like a horse if you like the Yiddish expression better Azevi <laughs> <laughs> that's that is what that's what it is now, in what way are they like a the horse? I and mean, why would David Amalek say that? Well, do they have the strength of a horse? So, there's a few ways of understanding it. The, the best, and, and because we're in this time of year, in between Rosh Hashanah and Kippurim, and there's a great mice that the Bali Musr say over. There was a fella who uh, he worked a little bit in some shady business, and that is that he used to buy merchandise and he would smuggle it across the border. Now, he didn't do this himself, he ran the operation, and he hired somebody, a wagon driver, to sneak across through, not through the regular border channels, but through the forest, and he would get it over the border, and then he would make a lot of money by selling it across the border. So, the organizer finds somebody ready to do the job, he's going to do it, fine. You have a good horse, and wagon, some healthy, yep, okay. Fine, next week, this night, usually that's when I know the Border Patrol people, uh, they're not so uh, attentive. That's when you're going to do it. Anyway, once they set the time, the organizer, he has a tough time sleeping at night. What if this guy doesn't do a good job? What if they catch me? He's going to sit 25 years. He can't sleep. Every night he's tossing and turning. Now the other guy, the guy who's doing it, yeah, he's a little bit nervous, but listen—if he gets caught, I'll get a fine. It's not his doing. I he says, "Hey, I—I—I I, I didn't know where this stuff was going. I didn't even know what's in the back of the wagon." He has enough excuses. But two or three days before the adventure is supposed to happen, he too gets a little bit, uh, a little bit sweaty, a little bit nervous. He's starting to shake. Also, has some trouble sleeping at night. And there's only, there's only one. That sleeps no problem. That's not nervous at all. Who's that? That's the ferret. That's the horse. The horse is oblivious to what he's about to do. So, you know, there some people, the great tzaddikim comes, Elul already, they start blowing the shafer. They say, O it's starting, Rosh Hashanah's coming, I gotta start preparing. They get nervous. Other people, eh, plenty of time, don't worry about Rosh Hashanah. Been there, done that, I've been to a Rosh Hashanah before. I breeze through it. You know, but then it comes Aserah Shimei You know, they got, they heard a few fiery speeches from the Rev And the Rav, they also started getting nervous. There's only one who's still never nervous, even going into Erev Yom Kippur. A David says, you know who that is? That's the ferret. That's the horse. If a person on Erev Yom Kippur has no trepidation, has no inkling that there is a, a serious judgment that's going to be taking place, Starting tomorrow evening for 24 hours, and we have a tremendous power to daven, to do tshuva, to confess our sins. And he is so carefree; doesn't care, doesn't think about it. He's no better. David Amalek says he's no better than the horse who doesn't think about things. He just moves, carries the wagon. He's like the mule. David Amalek pleads with us: "I'll tell you, Kesus Someone who ignores all of this. And he says, ah, plenty of time. Ah, old age is going to catch up with this fellow, says the Nevi Yoda, And he is still clueless all about this. So Heshea tells the person, hey, do it before you grow old, do it while you're still healthy enough with a sound mind, and could still have the ability and the energy to change. Small steps, change one thing. Make sure this, Yom Kippur, we change one thing. One aveira that we're doing wrong, make sure one thing is changed. That's it. That's what Bishra Solanta taught us. One Aveira that we're doing, that we know is wrong, and make sure we know this is an Aveira and it's something that is attainable not to do it anymore, and make the necessary steps maybe be a 12-week program, however you want to do it. Make sure that this we are going to tackle finally, once and for all, we're going to work on this particular Aveira. Just one. One on Yom Kippur. Then at least the person is a Baal tshuva. He's someone who's doing tshuva because he's someone who has taken an Aveira, taken it seriously, and he's thinking about his days. That is this Cheshben number 11, a tremendous Cheshben going into Yom neram going to Yom Kippur. We should all be zechim, it's Hashem, to make that self-accounting, to have the Shmaya to be able to do it right, and do tshuva on any averus that we see fit to do tshuva on, and we should be zechim, to a gemar, chesima, teva.